If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome to episode 38 of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. And today I'm going to be talking about not hanging on to false hope in your breakup. Now, I want to start off by saying that this is entirely normal to want your ex back, to think that if your ex called you tomorrow and said, can we get back together, that you would say yes. So it's completely normal to have those feelings, to have those thoughts, to think about those thoughts often. So I definitely want to normalize it and say that there's nothing wrong with it. But today in the episode, I'm going to give you a little bit of perspective as to why you shouldn't necessarily be spending a lot of time doing that. I want to talk about the energy that it takes up when you are focusing on that. And I want to start off by talking about the difference between having hope and acting on it. So like I said, completely normal to have hope, to think about it, to wish for an X back. But there's a big difference between just thinking those thoughts and having that hope and then acting on it. So what does acting on it look like? Acting on it looks like reaching out to your ex, asking for another chance. It looks like reaching out to your ex and wanting to talk more. It looks like trying to develop a friendship with your ex because you think that if you can continue to be in their life, that they'll somehow change their mind and want you back. And There's also a difference here with manipulating the situation of the breakup to get your ex back. So this can be posting particular photos on Instagram, making your life look really happy because you think that that will maybe make make you want your ex back. This can also be practicing the no contact rule, which is a great thing to do, but doing it in hopes that it will make your ex miss you and then want to ask for you back. So really, if you are manipulating the breakup situation and trying to put all of these puzzle pieces together, thinking that if you just did X, Y, or Z, then your ex would come back. And this can also be internally. So if you spend 
hours and hours of your day thinking, if only my ex knew this about me, then he would want me back. If only I could explain myself to him or her, and then they would want me back. Trying to, you know, reach out to them and basically convince them why they shouldn't want to break up with you. So we can spend, essentially, we can, it can be a full-time job trying to act on the hope of getting our ex back. And that can be actually taking actions on it or just spending a ton of time doing it internally. The internal stuff is a little bit harder to control because, of course, we can't necessarily control the thoughts that come into our head. But first, let's talk about taking action on it. So when you take action on those things, whether it's being very particular about what you post on social media, reaching out to your ex, those are things that we really, really want to avoid. And we can avoid them because our actions are within our control. So you really want to try to avoid doing those actions. That's why the no contact rule is a great thing to do because it'll, it will avoid you trying to have conversations or talk to them in a way that will try to convince them to come back. As far as the internal stuff of you know, trying to figure out ways to get them back, Like I said, we can't control it. However, there are certain things that you can do. If you catch yourself, you know, spending a lot of time doing this, try to do some things that will distract you from that. So I like to call them a pattern interrupt. So if you're finding yourself really doing that, pick up the phone, call a friend instead, ask them how their day is going. Maybe, you know, go outside, go for a walk you know, start watching a TV show, really anything that you can do that will pull you out of that obsessive train of thought will be really helpful because the more time that you spend doing that, one, it will create a bigger and bigger idea that it will happen. I know for me, if I spend a lot of time thinking about how I can change a situation, I'm going to be more and more hopeful that it will happen. And then when it doesn't happen, because it likely won't, then you're going to be even more disappointed. And then the second thing that it does is it just wastes a lot, a lot of energy. And I've mentioned on this podcast before that breakups are tremendously exhausting. The emotions that we're going through, we feel physically exhausted. So all of the energy that you have really needs to be going into, you know, just doing your day-to-day commitments, completing your job, doing those things, and then the rest of it really needs to be invested back into your healing. So if you're spending all of this time thinking of ways, like plotting ways to get back together with an ex, that's energy that you're not using to heal yourself, which is where your energy is best going to be spent. So the next thing I want to do is run through what I believe are probably the four most common questions when it comes to hanging on to hope that you might get your ex back. And the first thing is, what if your ex said that someday they want to get back together? So maybe in the course of actually going through the breakup, they say, well, maybe someday you know we can reconnect and it's just not the right time now. So... Obviously, that's going to leave you with a sense of hope. And on, in, from my perspective, I believe that's very unfair. I think if you're ever going to break up with someone, do not give them that hope that someday they'll get back together. I think people do that because they don't want to be 
so harsh. They want to kind of soften the blow of a breakup. So they might throw that in there. And you know what? Maybe at some point they do believe that it's, that you guys will get back together someday. However, this is really, really harmful to you because when you believe that, you're basically just waiting around for them to come back. So in that time, you're not going to be doing the things that you need to to actually heal from the breakup because if you put in the work to heal, that's going to take you further and further away from them. And so in your mind, you probably think, well, I should just do whatever I have to do to make it through this time because at some day they're going to come back. So even if your ex said that during the breakup, please don't hang on to that. Please don't act on it. If you guys end up getting back together, which I believe that if you are meant to be with your ex, you will be, but there's no harm in putting in the time and the work to heal from it and letting go of that hope and just trusting that if it's meant to be, it will be. So the second question is, what if your ex said they just need time or maybe they said, let's take a break? So this is really similar to the first question. Again, this is giving, it's basically keeping you attached to this person because if you believe that it's just going to be a break, again, you're not going to do anything to heal from the breakup. So this is what I tell people if their ex asks for a break. Set a time frame that you're comfortable with for the break. I would not recommend it to be any longer than two, three weeks because if you're in this limbo, it's really, really painful to not sure where you stand in such an important area of your life. It's one of the biggest components of your life, your relationships. So if you're in this constant limbo of not knowing where you stand, it's going to be really stressful. It's going to be really painful. Again, it's going to take up a lot of mental headspace. So you can say, if you need a break, I can give you two weeks. And then after those two weeks, they have to make a decision. And if they're not able to make a decision, you have to take that as meaning that you need to move on. Do not put yourself in that limbo. I've seen people stay in that for, for months and months and months and I hate to say this, but at the end of the day, a break typically doesn't lead to people coming back together. So again, do not put yourself in that kind of painful situation. Set a time frame, set a boundary. Those boundaries are in place to protect you and protect your heart. The next question is, what if your ex didn't give you any kind of closure so you have no idea why the breakup happened? And I cover this a lot more extensively in the How to Heal from a Breakup Without Closure, but not having the reason as to why you guys broke up can also give this false sense of hope because you might believe that if you knew the reason why you guys broke up, you could then talk to them and say, no, this isn't true. We need to still be together. Like if they, maybe they broke up with you because they weren't in a position to be in a relationship, you feel like if you knew that, you could say, I'll be patient. I'll wait for you. We can take this slow. So it will give you this sense of control that you can try to get back with that person. But closure is an illusion. Closure is something that you can give yourself. And this 
is not a fun way to go through a breakup and there's really no fun ways to go through a breakup. But when you have no idea the reason why, it can make the whole process a little bit harder. But there is a way to give yourself closure and there's a way to get into a level of acceptance. So I'm going to talk a little bit later in the episode about accepting the situation as it is because really no matter how your breakup happened, that's going to be the key for you to be able to let go and move on. So the last question is, what if I don't fight for my ex and that will lose any chance that we have of being back together? I get this question about once a week in a DM. People will say, what if my ex is too scared to say that they want to fight for the relationship? What if they're just someone that keeps their feelings inside? I believe that if someone wants to be in a relationship, they will let you know. And on top of that, you shouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone who cannot express their feelings. If they have such a strong feeling of wanting to get back together, you don't want to be with someone who can't even express that to you. Because if you're thinking of long-term here, like being in a long-term relationship, long-term relationships take a lot of work. They take a lot of vulnerability and a huge need for communication. So if you have someone that cannot express that to you, that's not someone that you want to be with anyway. So again, you have to accept the situation and just realize that if it's meant to be, it's going to be meant to be. Because if you continue to reach out and try to fight for an ex to come back, every time you do that, it will start chipping away at your self-esteem because you're putting yourself out there in this very vulnerable way and getting rejected. And it's also going to lead to a huge amount of disappointment every time you try to do that. And it's going to make the breakup even harder. I've talked about this in a previous episode, but if you think about it right now, you're going through a breakup and it's really tough. I'm not trying to say that it's it's an easy process to go through. So you could either spend the next three months holding on to hope, obsessing about that hope, fighting for an ex to come back, and then three months later, you're just going to be in the same position that you would have been now, except at that point, you've invested all of this time and energy into thinking that you guys are going to get back together, where again, three months down the road, you're going to be in the exact same place you are now. So wouldn't you rather just have this pain now and do all the work that you can to feel better so three months later, you actually feel better. You don't feel the same, if not worse. So these are these, the kind of questions that you need to ask yourself when we're talking about letting go of false hope. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash heartbreak. 
Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So now I want to talk about acceptance. Everything that I discussed earlier of trying to manipulate the situation, spending a lot of time obsessing, fighting to get them back, All of these things are things that we do when we don't accept the situation as it is. So acceptance can get, in my opinion, kind of a bad rap. Like if we accept a situation, that means we are surrendering. It might mean that we're like not fighting for what we believe in. Accepting something as is can feel like you're settling. But that's not what acceptance is. Acceptance is something that we do so we can have peace of mind and have some sense of serenity within ourselves. You guys know that I've been sober for almost eight years and there is a saying in the 12 steps that acceptance is the answer to all of my problems today. If I can accept a situation, then I can start moving forward. That's why it's really hard to start healing right after a breakup when we can't even come to terms with the fact that the breakup happened. That's very normal to go into shock right after a breakup happens and thinking like, I can't believe this happened. Every day you wake up and kind of have to come to terms with it again. But once you get to that place of, okay, this relationship is over, that's the foundation to start being able to move forward. I also want to note here that acceptance does not equal approval. You can accept something even if you don't like it. But again, acceptance is not to like forgive the other person quite yet. It's just accepting it so you can feel okay and start being able to move forward. So when I was struggling with my drinking before getting sober, I could not accept the fact that I had a drinking problem. I tried to fight it in every way, shape, and form of, you know, trying different situations to drink in, trying different ways of drinking to be able to think to myself that I didn't have a problem. So again, I was just constantly fighting it. And I 
was not able to get sober until I had this moment where I could accept, okay, this is a problem. This is something that I need help with. Did I like that I had to do that? Absolutely not. Did I like the fact that I had to get all of this extra help in order to get sober and stay sober? No, I didn't. But I wouldn't have been able to do any of that if I hadn't had that moment of being able to accept the situation. And that goes for every situation in your life, especially with breakups. If you can say to yourself, okay, this really, really hurts and I don't like that I'm not with this person anymore and I don't agree with the reason that they decided to break up with me, but instead of fighting that and trying to figure out every way to to change what the reality is, I'm going to accept this reality even though it hurts because I want to be able to be a happy person and I want to be able to heal and move forward. So that's what acceptance looks like. And then I want to end this episode talking about what kind of hope should you have because I don't want to just tell you like, yep, all doom and gloom, all pain. You can't hang on to any kind of hope. There are things that you should be hopeful for because they're true. So the first thing is that hope that this pain will pass. And I know right after a breakup, you feel like you're never, ever, ever not going to feel sad about this breakup happening. And you're never not going to feel this intense pain that you feel in your chest right now. And I have been in those situations. I've coached women through those situations. But I can promise you that no pain lasts forever. And especially if you're doing all of the things to help make the pain go away, it's going to pass. So remember that whenever you feel at your lowest, just keep, I've done this so many times, just keep repeating to yourself, this will pass. This will pass. This is not forever. This is temporary. The second kind of hope that you should hang on to is hope that this breakup will not only be a lesson someday, but I can bet almost anything that you'll see this breakup as a gift. And just this last week in one of my coaching sessions, I was talking to one of my clients and she said to me, she said, I'm so glad that he broke up with me because if he hadn't, I would have spent the rest of my life in a relationship that I wasn't truly happy with. And yes, this woman has had quite a few months in between the breakup happening and now, but she sees the breakup as a gift and she can, even though she still isn't a huge fan of her ex, she can say like, thank you because I was, when I really look at it, I was not happy in this relationship. So I can promise you that if you continue to do the healing, you will you will learn a lot of lessons which are going to be super positive for yourself and for future relationships but i can almost guarantee that you will also see the breakup as a gift and then the last one is hope that you will find a partner that will be everything you wanted and more i know right after a breakup you believe that you'll never find someone as good as your ex and i know that right after a breakup you can't picture yourself you can't even fathom that you'd be in love with someone else again but it happens it always happens. If you, I'm going to say it again, if you do the work, if you heal, if you open yourself up to a new relationship, if you take all those lessons that you learned, you will find a partner and it's they're going to be as good, if not better than your ex because that's what happens as we go through life. We learn what we like. We learn what we don't like. We get stronger in our self-esteem. We Our voice gets stronger in being able to ask for what we need. So There are a lot of reasons to feel hopeful, even when you feel like your life is really 
dark right now. But I want you more than anything to focus on these positive, hopeful things that I just mentioned rather than trying to hope for changing what happened or changing the past or trying to convince your ex that you guys should be together. That's not where your hope should be invested. Your hope should be invested towards moving on and moving into the future. So I will see you guys back here next week for another episode. And I'm so excited for this episode. Next week, I am interviewing someone who is a specialist in attachment theory. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know I talk about the book Attached a lot. So she's going to run through all the different kinds of attachment, how it can affect our relationships, how it can affect our breakups. So you are not going to want to miss that episode. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.